All right, John chapter 5, and we'll read verses 30 through 35. John chapter 5, verses 30 through 35 say this in the Word of God. Of course, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is uh, speaking here concerning, uh, uh, among other things, the many witnesses concerning himself. But let us notice uh, verses 30 through 35. Jesus says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father who has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Verse 32, there is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnessed of me is true. Verse 33, ye sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not the testimony from man, but these things I say that ye might be saved. Verse 35, he was a burning and a shining light, and you, were for, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Let us pray again, please. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just come before uh, you, and Lord, I'm so glad that we can tell Jesus. Lord, I'm glad it doesn't matter. Uh, Lord, if we got something uh, 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 to rejoice about, we can bring it to you. If we've got a burden on our heart, we can bring it to you. If we've got a need, uh, we can bring it to you. Lord, if uh, somebody else, Lord, we can intercede uh, before you on their behalf. Lord, I'm so glad, uh, Lord, that uh, we can come before you and we can spend time, uh, Lord, with you. And I pray that we've uh, done that this week. And Lord, I, I pray that we come this morning, uh, dear God, with our hearts full and uh, Lord, just uh, uh, ready to continue to worship you. Thank you for uh, the good songs that we've heard, Lord, to remind us, dear God, that uh, you are our solid rock. You're our refuge. You're our fortress. You're our uh, buckler. Lord, you're the lifter up of our head. Lord, you're the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. Lord, you're the captain of our uh, salvation. Lord, uh, you're our uh, counselor. Lord, you are all that we need. Lord, we pray for those that are listening this morning. We pray for those that are here this morning. Uh, dear God, that you'd help them with what they need. Lord, if there's somebody here listening that's not saved, again, we pray the Holy Spirit of God would take the word of God. And dear God, draw that dear precious soul to you, lest they die in their sin and go to hell. And so, Lord, I pray, uh, uh, dear God, to other things that people might need, that uh, word of encouragement, that uh, a thing just to help them along the way, or whatever it is, God, we need your grace, whether it's for salvation, restoration, uh, continuation, dear God. We cry out for your grace and mercy and wisdom this morning. So uh, help us now, we pray, that in everything Jesus Christ would get the glory and all these things to be used to build your local church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so again, uh, with the thought uh, of our, our meeting coming up and that thought of having a passion for the passion. Uh, when I uh, think on that word passion for a moment, means to uh, one of the words, meanings that means to have a zeal, a vehement uh, desire. And of course, uh, uh, you, you uh, really only see the word passion once in the Bible, and that's when it's talking about the passion there in Acts 1-3. But of course, you see the word zeal uh, many times, and you see many people uh, in the Word of God that have zeal. And of course, uh, these, in, in these verses we read, verses 33 and verses 35 uh, talk about a man that had a great passion uh, for the Lord, and that's John the Baptist, John the Baptist, right? And he is one of the first people that we meet in the New Testament uh, with a passion for the Lord. So here the Lord mentions him, and the Lord also mentioned him in Luke 7. Uh, you remember where his disciples came, uh, John was in jail, and, and they uh, uh, came and said, uh, uh, Lord, uh, John just wants to know, are, are you the one? 
And uh, you listen, uh, we're not going to get down on John. Boy, we all, we all get down sometimes. We all get discouraged sometimes. And sometimes, amen, uh, we question ourselves and everything and everybody else. But aren't you glad that the Lord always responds with grace and responds with tenderness and, uh, and, uh, and mercy? And so I'll read a few verses here from Luke 7, verses 24 through 27, where uh, after uh, John's uh, followers left, uh, Jesus uh, says this about John. It says, when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak in the people concerning John. He said, what went ye out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they which are gorgeously apparelled and live delicately. Uh, that just doesn't sound like something I'd want to be. I'm just not the type of guy that would be gorgeously apparelled and live delicately. I don't know. I just, uh, uh, but anyways, they're in king's court. So you'd see I'll never be in a king's court. So I just, anyways, verse 26. But what went ye out for to see? I like this. A prophet. Yea, I say to you, and much more than a prophet. Amen. And this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. Notice what he said. Did you go out to see a reed shaking in the wind? Oh, no, that's not what you went out to see. I'm glad that uh, 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 John was a real man of God. He wasn't shaken, to, he wasn't shaken by uh, the wind. Uh, he wasn't shaken by the wind of popularity. Amen. He didn't care what was popular in society that day. He wasn't shaken by uh, uh, what was going on in the politics. As a matter of fact, the reason he was in jail is because he confronted, amen, he confronted uh, 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 the king. He wasn't uh, uh, shaken by the wind of peer pressure. Amen. And uh, we don't need to be uh, shaken by these things, but he's a man that know where he stood. Amen. And, and, and stood there and accomplished the mission. Soft raiment. John didn't care about lofty positions by worldly standards, but he had the greatest position of all. And that was preparing the way for and pointing people to Jesus Christ. That was his mission. That's why I like what it says in verse uh, 26. It said of, of Luke 7, he said, what were you for to see? A prophet? Oh, listen, he says, saying to you, he, I like this. He says, much more than a prophet. Hey, uh, uh, there are a lot of, lot of uh, prophets then. Of course, uh, 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 John, he represents the winding up, amen, of uh, uh, the Old Testament and uh, uh, the, stepping into the stepping into the new. But I like that statement. He says, uh, much more than a prophet. That much more means to a greater degree. He was a more excellent one. And so Jesus said a lot of good things about John the Baptist. And boy, I thought about that, man. Uh, 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 don't just be a Christian, an average Christian, amen? Say, you know what I want to be? I want to be much more than a Christian. I want to be an excellent Christian. I want to be a Christian to a greater degree. I want to be a Christian that not even, not just stands out among the world, but I want to be a Christian that even stands out uh, among uh, Christians, uh, if you will. Not thinking that I'm better or anything, but man, I just want to know, hey, if anybody's going to be serious about God and stand out and stand in where they should be standing, I want to be counted uh, among that crowd. I, I, I've said it b before, you know, uh, 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 using uh, uh, military references. I'd much rather uh, be uh, the leader of a, of a small group of special forces, amen, uh, than just to have a, a, a big crowd that's just wearing the uniform, amen. Uh, be among the special forces of the Lord's uh, army. Be among uh, the, the elite. Be among those, amen, that are willing to do the extra training, amen, uh, uh, to stand out and go uh, the extra mile. It says in 
sent. Now, going back to John 5, in verse 33, Jesus says, says this, Ye sent unto John, and he bare witness of the truth. Now, that's a reference over there in John chapter 1, uh, verses 19 through 23. It says this, And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? Boy, they, they saw this, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty much, it had been pretty much uh, silent, amen, for uh, the last 400 years to Israel. And now all of a sudden, here comes this uh, uh, wild man of God, amen. I like wild men of God, amen, come out of the wilderness, amen, wearing that camel's hair and uh, eating a locust and honey, amen. Uh, amen, he was a good missionary, amen. He ate locust and uh, honey, and uh, he comes in, and so they said, who are you? But he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I'm not the Christ. And they asked him, well, then art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he said, no. He said, oh, that's me. He said, if you're focusing on me, he said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really nobody. I'm just, you know, hey, uh, I, I'm not important. But I like what he goes on to say here. Then say unto him, who art thou? that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What saith thyself? And now like this, he said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. He said, listen, I'm just the voice. Hey, Jesus is the word, amen? Jesus was the living word. This is the written word, amen? And we're called to be a voice. Listen, a, a voice is, a, a, a word is silent until it's given a voice, amen? You can, you can think great things, amen? And you can think wonderful things, but they don't mean anything to you. You give them a voice. And boy, our job is to give, amen, a, a voice to who Jesus Christ is. Our job, amen, God has written the word, and our job is to give voice to the truth of this word. We are the voice, amen, of the word of God, just like John the Baptist was. And it says, he bear witness of the truth. It says there in John 5, he bear witness of the truth. And very simply stated, like John, our calling as believers is to just be a voice for the truth of who Jesus is. Now, you know, in, in verse 29 of John 1, he points out and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh us in the world. And then later he says this in John uh, 1, 35. It says, And the next day after John stood and two of his disciples... Notice two of his disciples were with him. In verse 36 of John 1, he says, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And notice verse 37 of John says, And the two disciples heard him, and they followed him. Jesus, and they followed Jesus. You see, uh, I, I like that. They were, they were following John, but boy, once he pointed out and they understood who Jesus was, amen, they realized, hey, that's the one we need to be following. Hey, we want to have an influence in people's lives. We want to have an impact in people's lives. But hey, our job isn't to get them to follow us. Our job isn't to get them to think that we're anything. Hey, uh, uh, as, as a preacher, as a pastor, hey, uh, listen, uh, I Sure, I want people to think good of me, but I don't want them to think that, hey, I, I'm above uh, uh, anything or above anybody. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Even Paul said that. He said, hey, follow me. What? As I follow Christ. Boy, that's our job. All, all John wanted to do is, is walk around, amen, and say, hey, that's him. That's him. That's the one you're looking for. That's our responsibility as Christians, amen, just to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, listen, you got a need in your life, amen. 
You got an emptiness in your life? Well, hey, I can take you to the right person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one you're looking for. Amen. He's the one you need. I'm, I, I, I'm not important. Amen. I'm just a here to help you find out who Jesus Christ is and help you develop a daily active personal personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But the uh, thought I want to focus on for a minute is verse 35. I love what the Lord says about John here. It says about John here. Notice what he says. He was a burning. I like that. Amen. Talking about passion, a zeal, a vehement desire, a burning in the heart a burning in the soul. And that's what Jesus said about John the Baptist. Amen. And that's why he could be so bold. He said he was a burning and a shining light. Wow. I love that statement. Boy, that, that'd be a good testimony uh, uh, at, at, at your funeral. Would it? Hey, well, if I could only say one thing about this uh, uh, dear person, they were a burning and a shining light for the cause of Christ. What a wonderful thing that is. That thought of burning, that of course, that has to do with a fire, uh, a flaming. It has the thought of a fire that was lit, a fire that was lit and is still burning. <laughs> Amen. I like that. Hey, I like this. Uh, you know this verse, Luke 24, 32 says, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Glorious day when the fire was lit in your soul. Oh, do you remember that day? Amen. When there you were, you were lost. Amen. You were lost in your sin. Amen. If you'd have died, you'd have went straight to hell. Oh, but thank God you heard the glorious God. Thank God that voice came by and gave witness to who Jesus Christ is. And suddenly, whoever that was talking to you, you didn't hear their voice anymore. Amen. You heard the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, amen, there became a burning in your heart. Amen. And you said, hey, this is from another world. Uh, this is something different. This is what I need. And God that day saved your soul and he lit that fire uh, within you. And you became, amen, a burning and a shining light for the Lord Jesus Christ. What a precious blessing it is to spend time with the Lord and be consciously aware of the fire burning within. You know what? We should, as Christians, we should yearn for the burn. Amen. Oh, man, I want to I have a conscious awareness. Oh, I want to say uh, uh, this morning as I was uh, uh, up early, amen, uh, uh, not preparing for the message, but uh, just uh, getting up in the morning and spending time uh, with the Lord this morning, amen. Oh, I'm glad amen, that I felt something real in my heart. I felt something real in my soul, amen. And I said, oh, everything's all right hey, in my father's house, amen. He is alive and well. I can feel him, man. I can feel that little lamb uh, jumping around in my heart this morning. I can feel the fire of God uh, burning in my heart and soul uh, this morning. And I pray, amen, that you remember the day that fire began uh, in your heart. And I pray that it's still burning strong. Well, I think about, you remember Elijah's great encounter on Mount Carmel, right? Where he, they called all the priests up there. But I just want to give you a couple of verses from 1 Kings 18, verses 33, 34, and then 38, when he was preparing the altar. And you remember what he did. In 1 Kings 18, 33, it says this, and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, now notice this, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. 
Verse 34, and he said, do it the second time. <laughs> I like that, amen? He said, listen, hey, listen, there's getting ready to fire, a, a fire getting ready to come. You said, hey, you just go ahead and do it a second time, amen? And, uh, uh, and they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. Boy, I like that. That's the kind of faith he said. He said, listen, he, said, listen, he had enough faith that he said, listen, uh, there's a fire getting ready to come that no matter what you do, you can't stop that fire. No matter what you do, you can't put out that fire. And it says in verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell. Look at this. And consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And I like this. And licked up the water. <laughs> Amen. Uh, that was in the trench. I like the way it said licked up the water. And you said water's for putting out a fire. Boy, I tell you what, that's the kind of fire we want to be burning in our soul. That anytime the world or the devil or the flesh would try to throw water on that fire, would try to burn out that fire, amen, that the fire would be burning so strong, that the fire would be burning so bright and so powerful, amen, that it would just burn up. Boy, that ought to be our prayer. God, may your fire so burn in my heart, may your fire so burn in my life, amen, that it would consume, amen, anything that would try to put it out, anything that would try to become between my soul and the Savior, God, may the fire that burns in my heart and in my life, that fire that you lit that day, dear God, I wanted to consume anything, amen. I don't want anything in my life, amen, that would, that would hinder that fire or, 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 or make that fire burn low, but God, I want it to burn strong and mighty for you. So it says he was a burning fire. Then it says he was a shining light. That shining, as the shining forth of, 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 of a luminous body. I like this. In Luke 24, 1, it talks about the lights, amen, uh, that will burn, in, uh, uh, that, that, that will, uh, burn uh, within the, uh, the tabernacle. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee, I like this, pure oil. Amen. He says, Bring unto thee pure oil, olive beaten for the light. Look at this. To cause the lamps to burn continually without the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation shall Aaron order it from the evening until the morning. Look before the Lord, before the Lord, amen, continually. It shall be a statue forever in your generations. He shall order the lamps upon the pure candlesticks before the Lord continually. You see, he said, listen, uh, we want that light. We want that light to burn continually. And for that to happen, there has to be what? A steady supply of oil. A steady supply of oil will keep the light burning and shining. Boy, that's why it's so important, amen, uh, again, that we don't allow anything in our life, amen, uh, to hinder our prayer life. Amen. To hinder our witness. Oh, God, because God, I want that fire to continue to burn. Lord, I want the light of your witness to continue to shine for me. And so, Lord, for that to happen, there has to be a continuous supply of oil. That's why it's so important. Amen. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, when do you fill your gas tank? Amen. I don't know where you fill the gas tank in your car, but I hope you don't let the gas tank of your heart, amen, uh, get as low as you do your gas tank. You wait till the light comes on. Amen. My wife always says, when it gets a quarter tank, you should fill it. Amen. Oh, yes. Hey, that might work for the, the, the tank in your car. Oh, listen. Uh, but listen, in our life, boy, as soon as we see that needle move, 
Amen. We, amen. We should be right there. Amen. Be right there uh, uh, to fill it. Because remember, uh, uh, I've used this before. When, when something's not full, right? When something's not full, that leaves room for something else to get in, right? When something's full, if this thing's full of water, well, the only thing, amen, uh, that can get in there is water. It's full of water, amen? When we're, we're full of the good things of God, amen, uh, that keeps everything else out. But, boy, when you, leave a, when you make a space, then you're leaving room for something else to get in. And so we want to stay full of the Holy Spirit. We want to stay controlled by the Holy Spirit. And so we want to keep that steady supply of oil uh, flowing in our life, amen, so the light can continue to burn. I like this thought as well in Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3, uh, it says this, Arise, shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, uh, the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, look at this, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. I like that statement. His glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Hey, hey, listen, uh, to properly shine, not only do we need a steady flow of oil, a steady supply of oil, but we need a steady supply of his glory, amen, that should shine from us. Amen. Moses shouldn't have anything on us uh, in his day and age, but oh, listen, uh, we should, that, that, that the glory of God would rest upon us. Oh, thank God for precious godly uh, saints when you can just see uh, the glow of God upon them. Again, I, I often reference my, my, my dear friend, uh, Brother Crab. I just thank the glory of God uh, arrested upon him. I think the glory of God uh, shone upon him. What a testimony that would have. That, amen, that, 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 that the light that shines from us, amen, is his glory, amen, and an overflow of the Holy Spirit of God in our life. And that's what we're called to do as, as John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light, so are we called to be in our generation. Philippians 2.15 says this, that you may be blameless, and harmless, amen? Boy, don't let anything hinder the flow of that oil. Don't let anything hinder uh, the shining of the glory of God in our life, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Boy, where do we live today? Oh, today we live in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Look at this. Among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Oh, listen, they're perverse, they're crooked, but that shouldn't affect us, amen? That shouldn't affect our testimony. We can, we can still burn bright. We can still shine bright as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, here, here'd be a good verse to, to highlight in your Bible. Luke 12, 35. Go ahead and turn over there. That's just a short little verse. That might be a good verse to memorize, a good verse uh, 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 to, to, to know. Look at this. What a precious verse. Luke 12, 35 says this. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. Now, that thought of your loins girded about, you know what that means? 
right? Now, uh, uh, the way they dressed uh, in, in, in Bible times, right, their robes, uh, when, when, they, when they got ready to travel or, or, they got, or they had to run, like one time, I think Elijah was sending out his servant and he told him to, to, to gird up his loins and prepare to travel. Gird up your loins and prepare. And so that's what that thought means, the thought of your loins being girded. The, that, that, that thought has to do with being prepared to travel. Being prepared to travel. So here we are encouraged. What this verse is doing, it's encouraging us to live in a state of readiness. We need to live in a state of readiness, right? And we need to be letting our light shine, right? The, the, the light shine. We don't have to worry about the light. The oil's flowing, amen? Uh, the glory of God is resting upon his children, amen? And we live in a state of readiness. And until we go, we are ready to go, amen, and be a burning and a shining light and a witness for uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, when you, you ever have somebody that's going to travel with you, right? And they say, hey, be here at 8 o'clock, I'll be ready, amen? And you're there at 8 o'clock, and uh, could you give me another 45 minutes, amen? <laughs> They're still pulling stuff out of the dryer, huh? <laughs> They're still pulling stuff uh, uh, out, out of the dryer. Yes, I've traveled people like that. They said, yes, uh, we'll be there to pick you up at uh, uh, 7. Oh, good, I can sleep in another hour, amen? They're not going to be here uh, uh, till 8. But oh, no, that's not the way the Christian's supposed to live. The Christian, amen, when the Lord uh, knocks and says, hey, I want you to go here, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, we are ready to travel on the Lord's behalf and be a witness for him. Loins girded about, again, passion, amen, zeal, a vehement desire. And there's no doubt that John the Baptist in his day and in his generation was that for the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a burning and a shining light. Paul had this passion as well. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2, it says this about, Paul said this to them. And he said, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Now, notice what he says in verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 2. He said, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, notice that statement. I determined. Hey, Paul was a knowledgeable man. Paul was an educated man. You remember when they said about uh, uh, Peter and John, uh, uh, they were ignorant and learned, which, which again was a reference to the fact they didn't go to the right schools. Well, hey, Paul went to the right schools, yeah, if you will, right? Paul went to the right school. Hey, hey, he knew uh, 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 the word of God. Hey, listen, uh, so uh, when he got up to speak, he had a lot that he could say, right? I mean, he, he, he could go on. He could expound on a lot of things. But he said, I made a conscious decision, amen, uh, to hold back these things because I knew, amen, the most important thing that I need to be getting out, amen, as a, a Paul too was a burning and a shining light, was the Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, Paul's passion for the passion kept him focused and helped him to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Hey, listen, hey, I'm glad there's a, 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 a preachers that know a, a, a lot of things. I think sometimes they know too much. Uh, they knew too much about what's going on in the world. Uh, they know too much about uh, what's going on in politics. They know too much about this other stuff. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, I'm glad there's a lot of things that we can talk about. And, amen, and there's a lot of things we do need to learn from the Word of God. But we need to always make sure we're keeping the main thing, the main thing, and that is, amen, getting out the gospel of the Lord uh, uh, Jesus Christ, amen, and letting, uh, uh, being a witness for him. Isaiah 9, 2 said this, I like this, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them uh, the light shine. Boy, that's what, amen, that's what we want this generation to see. The people that walk in darkness, people are walking in darkness uh, uh, all around us, amen. And you know what they need? It, it, it's dark. And you know what? Uh, they don't need a little nightlight, amen. They don't need a little light light. They need a great light, amen, to be shining out the glorious gospel of the blessed God. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, I like what it calls the gospel. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Look at this. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. That is why we want to be a burning and a shining light. Because, amen, not that they should see us, amen, but that they should see the light of the glorious gospel of God Christ shining forth that they might know where to come. We need, amen, to be a great light, a bright light in this lost and dying world. That is what uh, we should be because, listen, friends, when the word of God, our desire, as we are a burning and a shining light, as, as we have a passion for the passion, amen, as the word of God uh, burns in our heart, amen, as the oil of God uh, flows through our life and the glory of God rests upon us, we want the word of God to go forth. As Paul said, our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power of the Holy Ghost and much assurance, because when we uh, go out to get, be a witness for Christ, amen, we want the word of God to accomplish something. Our desire, as we f finish up here in a moment, we want the word of God to go forth and burn in people's hearts. We want, amen, uh, uh, the fire that God has put in our heart. We want it to spread, and we want a fire to begin to burn in the hearts of people. As the word of God goes forth, we want it to create a sense of need in the hearts of people. Boy, that is our desire uh, when we speak forth the word of God. If there's somebody here, if there's somebody's listening that's not saved, what is our desire? That the light of the glorious gospel would shine in their heart, amen, and at this moment they would realize their need, that they would realize the need in their heart for Jesus Christ, the need in their heart, amen, to, to repent of their sin, uh, the need in their heart to put their trust in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, and, and, and as they see that, 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 that need in their heart, that it, it would create a godly fear in their heart, amen, that a godly fear, as they see that need, then suddenly a godly fear would arise in their heart, and they'd realize, oh, listen, uh, uh, I need something real in my heart, and now I realize that one day I'm going to stand in the presence of a holy God, and I'm going to answer for my life, and boy, if I don't, if I don't accept Jesus Christ, amen, then I'm going to spend an eternity in hell, and then from that, that sense of fear, amen, they Again, they would realize uh, uh, the, the responsibility. Again, they are responsible for their sins. They are responsible for the way uh, that they've lived their life. People need to realize, oh, God, create a, uh, uh, let them see the need in their heart. God, create a Holy Ghost fear in their heart. Lord, help them to realize uh, they are responsible for their sins. And again, that one day they're going to answer to God. And then with that would become a, a, a sense of uh, indebtedness, if you will. And they realize, oh, my, oh, my. I've sinned against that holy God. I've sinned against the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, and I'm indebted to him that he would die for me and shed his blood for me and, and pay the price for me and that they would turn to him and be saved. 
Uh, listen, uh, that, that was Paul's desire, and that's why he came forth as preaching nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul had that desire. John the Baptist had that passion, and we want that passion, that zeal for the right thing. I like, let me give you a couple uh, verses that use the word zeal. I like the way they're using these verses. It says in Isaiah 59, 17, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and an helmet of a salvation upon his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and he was clad, he was clad like, I like this, with zeal as a cloak. <laughs> with zeal as a cloak. His outer, it was like his outer garment uh, was zeal. That's what everybody saw, amen? Everybody saw that cloak. Boy, that's what we want people. Well, when people saw John the Baptist, amen, they saw a man that wore a zeal for God as a cloak. The first thing they saw, amen, is they noticed what he was wearing. Well, man, I mean, you should have seen this guy out there. Uh, what, what, uh, man, he, I mean, he just preached like a wild man. I mean, he just came in yelling and screaming. And that's probably how Jonah was when he came into, into Nineveh. Man, well, well, did you get a description? Yeah, well, I noticed he was wearing zeal. That's all I remember is he was wearing a zeal for God, a zeal and pointing people to the Lamb of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9.2 says this, talking about this offering they were taking up. But he says this about them in 2 Corinthians 9, 2. He says, For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and I like the statement, and your zeal hath provoked many. Your zeal hath provoked. Now here, he, I, I believe they're uh, talking about an offering. He said, man, I gave a witness. But boy, uh, that's the kind of zeal we want. That word provoke means to stir somebody up. It means to incite to action, to incite to action. That's the kind of zeal we want to have for God. That's the kind of passion we want to have for God. Like, like, like that's what John the Baptist, he, boy, he came into town as a burning and a shining light. Amen. And hey, he, they, they, they had to do something. They couldn't just stand there. They had to act. Either they had to, either they had to leave like many of them did, or they had to get right and get baptized, or they had to begin to follow Jesus. Hey, but they weren't just going to be standing there. He was going to provoke them. He was going to incite them to action. Now, I know a lot of preachers that provoke people, but that's not the kind of provoke, amen? We want to provoke them in the right way, amen? We want to provoke people to action. Boy, that is our desire. Uh, God, again, as people are listening, Lord, we want to stir them to action. Again, we want to stir them to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to stir them, amen, to desire a godly life and have a daily active personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We read this verse the other day when we were talking about Colossians. Remember, of Epaphras, it said again for him, for I bear him record again, again, that he had a great zeal for you and for them. And so we see a passion for the gospel, a passion for the Lord, amen, will we'll certainly give people a passion, amen, for people. You know, uh, if you look in your heart and say, well, man, I don't, I don't have the burden for souls that I should have. Amen. I don't see that I have the, the, the desire to reach people with uh, the gospel that I should have. Oh, man. Hey, you know what that, that, that stems from? That stems from, amen, if you don't have a passion for the people, that stems from you don't have a proper passion for the Lord. You don't have a proper passion, amen, uh, for uh, the passion, for uh, the gospel. You see, the gospel message, the message of the passion is the only message. It's the only message that can help. It's the only message that can heal. It's the only message that can calm 
a troubled soul. That's the only message there is. And that is our responsibility, amen, to get it out. Our responsibility is to have a passion for the passion. Our responsibility, amen, is to be like John the Baptist, amen. And when people inquire of us, our job is simply like he did. Just give them the truth. Don't make something up. Don't try to impress people. Hey, listen, just simply, Paul, he just simply stated the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. But he did it. Amen. As a as a burning and a shining light for the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, John wasn't just a nightlight. He was a burning and a shining light with a great passion to point people to Jesus Christ. And so as we as we pray for that, we don't need to we don't need to wait for March 31st. Oh man, on March 31st, I'm gonna start. No, no, today. Today, if I look and I see, boy, I don't have a passion for the passion uh, like I should have. Boy, could, could that testimony be given of me? Could somebody say, oh, let me tell you about that guy. Let me tell you about that brother. Let me tell you about that sister. They are a burning and a shining light. Oh, that should, that, 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 that should be not that we want people to brag on us, but oh, we want to have that kind of witness. Lord, boy, I, I look, I remember the day you lit that fire, but I'm not sure how how well it's how well it's burning how well it's burning right now well i pray as uh, as we get ready you know because we can't pray for the meeting without really praying for ourselves amen we can't really pray for the church without praying for ourselves oh man hey uh, do you want the, the the church to be a burning and a shining light amen for the lord Jesus? Well, yes well, well then you're saying hey i want that means i want to be it, it always uh, 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 begins. Hey, when, when I when I pray for uh, when I pray uh, uh, for God to do something in my family, Amen. I say I would say, and Lord, and let it begin with me. Uh, when I pray for the Lord to do something in the church, I say, and Lord, and let it begin with me. When I say, God, uh, I want to see you do something in this community, I say, Lord, uh, uh, let it uh, be, begin uh, with me. Uh, Lord, let, let, let it begin right here, and Lord, help me to be a provoker. Lord, help me to, uh, Lord, stir me to action, and then Lord, use me, amen, uh, to stir others to action, that we all might be a burning and a shining light for the Lord Jesus Christ.